Hey guys and girls, welcome, welcome to, to Single to Sealed. Sealed. I'm Jerry, your host, and here with me is my co-host and wife, Brianna. As members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we have dedicated this podcast to helping fellow Christians navigate the treacherous waters of dating all the way to the winding roads of marriage. All are welcome in our podcast family, and we are so excited to have you here with us. Be sure to subscribe, follow, or favorite. Let's talk. Do you feel alone? Do you sometimes wonder if there's even someone out there for you? Do you worry that you may die alone? Well, if so, then Single to Sealed is the podcast for you. Here at Single to Sealed, we give you advice, tips, and recommendations based on our experience and the experience of many others. If you are interested in trying and listening to Single to Sealed, please consult your doctor beforehand. The side effects for Single to Sealed may include vomiting, diarrhea, heart attack, kidney failure, and marriage. Please discuss with your doctor before taking or listening to Single to Sealed and make sure that it is a good fit for you. <laughs> that was like, that was like perfect. <laughs> we were literally messing around before this episode, just like testing the mics. And I started saying, you know, side effects as if we were some kind of infomercial. And Jerry was like, you have to start the episode with that. <laughs> so that's what we did. And on that eloquent note, Brianna. <laughs> That's going to bring us to our topic for today. Which is a drum roll, as you could tell from the title, Revelation or Imagination. Bum bum bum. This is the biggest question I feel like a lot of young adults or single adults or even normal adults have when it comes to receiving an answer from the Lord, especially when it pertains to marriage and finding your significant other. Now, I know we discussed last Wednesday how to find or be the soulmate or the one. So where does revelation come into play when it comes to being the one or finding your soulmate? And honestly, this can apply to every stage of dating, what we're going to talk about today. It is going to break down how you receive your revelation and how you receive an answer on whether or not you should date, get engaged to, marry, etc., the person that you're currently with. Yeah, exactly. And for many of us, when we're seeking revelation, I think it there's so much learning that comes in our place of how we even can obtain revelation. So some of us may be better at that. Some of us already may be better at knowing how to talk to God and ask questions. And so this topic is going to cover the, the way we can receive revelation all the time, but specifically here as it pertains to dating. And so you may be like me where you're kind of confused or you feel pretty certain of a decision that you want to make and you go to God and you say, God, is this meant to be? <laughs> or what should I do now? And it's just super broad and open and you're waiting for this flow of paragraph to come through your mind like, my son, this is what you need to be doing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And while I guess that could happen it's not likely and we need to be asking the right questions i totally agree with you it is very important how we ask and what we ask when we're talking to god and when we come to god with a question usually it's because we're already pretty sure that it's the right thing or pretty sure it's not the right thing we already have an idea in our head of whether or not it's a good or bad choice but we're asking the lord to kind of confirm that for us so in dnc 9 8 it says you must study it out in your mind, then you must ask me if it be right. 
And if it is right, I will cause that your bosom shall burn within you. Therefore you shall feel that it is right. But if it not be right, ye shall have no such feelings. So, what is it telling us here in DNC 9-8? Well, first of all, it's giving us a legit promise that God will answer us. But it also gives us some steps to receive that answer. So number one being studied out in our mind. What would that look like, babe, when it comes to dating? To me, that means that we just have to put forth our best effort in seeking to make a choice on our own. So we already have these feelings. We already have been given the ability to feel and to make decisions on our own from God, which is already a gift. And so to me, studying it out means, am I asking the right questions about somebody, uh, about how, how this person is good for me and why this person is good for me or why they are not, and then going to God with that question in mind now that I've already, let's say, for example, made the choice that this person is good and that they can be worthy to go to the temple with me, how can I bring this to God? It would just be as as simple as saying, God, this is a decision that I've made. Help me to feel that this is right. Yeah, so the studying it out in your mind portion of this is you being realistic with yourself. Ask yourself what you need in a significant other. Pay attention to what the person you are dating or you are with is like. Do your goals align? Are the rocks of your personality or the things that are so important to you, are they the same as the person you're with? And don't ask God, is he the one? Is she the one? Is this meant to be? Ask yourself. So study it out, come to a conclusion, and then we ask God. And we're not asking God necessarily for an answer. We're asking him for a confirmation of what we feel. A good example of this is found in Nephi, First Nephi chapter 17, where Nephi is preparing to build the boat with his family so they can go to the promised land. And before Nephi is able to build this boat, he knows that he needs to have tools. And so he asks God the question of where can I find ore like, that I may build these, these tools so that I can get to work. He doesn't just say, give me the tools, put the boat right in front of me. He knows that this work is going to go ahead. And because like he acted in faith, doing what he could, God provided the way. So I think that's very similar to us here. Like we act in faith, knowing that when we're putting forth our best effort to act and to choose, like you know, choose to, to act instead of be acted upon, right? Then the Lord is going to bless us by helping us to have the feelings in our heart. I think that those feelings that come from God are gradual and they come over time as we welcome the Holy Ghost into our heart. I love what you said about acting and not being acted upon. I feel like in this life, literally the number one reason we came down here was to put in practice agency. God sent us down here to receive a body and to practice our agency and to be able to make choices and to see what we've learned and and to learn how to use that agency. And so God isn't going to give us an answer for everything. He expects us to be able to make our own decisions and then just come to him for that confirmation. Just like how we've mentioned multiple times in previous episodes that we don't want to be that slothful servant. God expects us to take matters into our own hands sometimes. And he expects the same when we're making a decision like who we're going to marry. Yeah, I like the way that you say that because that helps us to understand that you know, if God told us to just do everything, how are we supposed to learn? Yeah, exactly. Like, how are we supposed to learn anything? This this life is about learning and progression and learning to be like God. 
and in, in, in Christ and trying to be better versions of who we are now every single day. And if God just told us who to marry, that would take all the fun out of it, right? <laughs> Sometimes I think that might relieve some of the stress. <laughs> God was like, just go to Albuquerque and pick up this girl named Zoe. <laughs> Wait, who's Zoe, Jerry? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well... In Moroni, it says, By the power of the Holy Ghost, ye may know the truth of all things. That's Moroni 10.5. I love that scripture. It's a very powerful scripture because he is literally promising us that through the Holy Ghost, we can know the truth of all things. Not just some things, not just a couple of things, of all things. And one of those things that falls into the description of all things is knowing who we should marry. And... The reason he lays it out that way is because he wants us to feel that confidence when we come to him to know that he will give us that confirmation. One thing that I think is very important to touch on when we're having the discussion of revelation is someone receiving revelation for you. When it comes to discussing revelation and receiving an answer on who you should marry, I think it's very important to note that if someone is not in the proper authoritative role to receive revelation for you, they can't receive that revelation for you. So if Joe Schmo down the street comes up and says, hey, I received a revelation that you and I should get married, uh, you can tell him, no thanks, because I haven't received that re- revelation. Because he does not have the right to receive that for you. It is something personal and something that you will receive directly from God. So either he's not receiving that revelation or he is misinterpreting it. So the question happens. What happens when you're in a relationship with someone and you both receive different answers? How can we interpret or clarify this relationship to know how to move forward? We know for a fact that God would not give or inspire two people with different and divisive revelations. This then tells us that one of the two people is wrong. So at the end of the day, you are not interested in which one of you is wrong. You only need to be interested in what you have felt and how you have felt and what you find important, and what answer you feel you have received. Yeah, I feel like this is something that probably isn't as uncommon as as you would think. It probably happens that people have very strong feelings, and this is where the imagination versus revelation comes into place. Because sometimes, again, it can come down to just that strong feeling of, this is what I want to do, versus what God wants me to do in this situation. But it's, it's too hard to, to narrow down, and when I, I guess I shouldn't say that. It's just not possible for you to tell someone that God said that you need to marry me. <laughs> so the question is, why do we receive different quote-unquote revelations sometimes? Well, in doing our research in preparation for this episode, I came across a really great website called askgramps.org, and he discusses this a little bit in the website. I took a few of his key points that I thought were fantastic, and I'm going to read and kind of apply it to our situation here. So, number one reason why we receive different revelations is we are imperfect beings. By not being perfect beings, we are not perfect beings in regards to revelation either. And very few people on this earth have reached what is called the more sure word of prophecy or a oneness with God. So, we're imperfect. That's one of the biggest reasons why. Number two, there are many of us who are not able to distinguish our personal feelings or strong feelings with the actual witness of the Holy Ghost. Kind of like Jerry was saying a little bit earlier was we have a huge problem in receiving revelation from God because our natural tendency is to expect God's will to always line up with our own. 
And one thing that I love that Jerry has talked to me about before is when we're watching football games and stuff, he'll be like, oh, I'm praying that my team wins. He's like, but sometimes I wonder if God listens to those prayers or if he just laughs because everybody else in the other team is praying that they win too. <laughs> and we just expect because Jerry's a BYU fan that BYU will win because he says it's it's the Lord's team, right? <laughs> <laughs> Point number three is sometimes we are praying with different questions. This doesn't mean, though, that God provided contradicting revelations. On the contrary, God answered your prayer according to your question and answered the other person's prayer according to their question and each of you according to your own knowledge and what you were requesting to know. So that's where it becomes key that we are asking questions and asking for confirmation from God in the way that he has given us in the scriptures like we discussed earlier so that we can receive that confirmation that it is right for us and not have any of that confusion. The fourth point is good information leads to good inspiration. I'm going to say that again. Good information leads to good inspiration. If we could see what God sees pertaining to each of us, it is more likely that we all would come to the same conclusion because we would all have the necessary information to make the right decision. Not every decision is based upon the whole truth, but through a foggy window, and people are doing their very best, or at least we can hope so, according to their own knowledge. So sometimes we don't know everything about the person we're dating, and that can cause us to receive an unclear answer. So when it comes down to it, the most important thing you can do is make sure you know the person you are dating and do your research when it comes to dating them and asking the right questions and really digging deep into each other's personalities. That's why it's really important for us to have quality time over the quantity of time, like we've talked about before. Like You need to be able to have this quality of time. Obviously, as time passes, that's good. But the quality that you spend is is ideal because you really need to get to know somebody. When I say get to know somebody, it's not just the face value of what they bring. It's what are you feeling from their spirit? Like How does their spirit resonate with you? When you're with them, do you always have a good feeling? Or do you have this underlying feeling of, you know, this person's really great and I don't see anything wrong, but I get this bad feeling? Like That bad feeling could very well be God, like the Holy Ghost speaking to you because most of the time... Our first impression is inspiration, is what I believe. And it's after we see we see that or hear that in our minds and in our hearts, we come up with different reasons or justifications to ignore or change that initial thought. I love this quote from a song by Halsey, <laughs> that the butterflies are actually warning signs. And I think that's a very interesting quote because... I think it's cute when you're excited and like a little bit anxious to see someone because you're, you know, they make you really happy. But it's a totally different point when you're getting nervous to be around them and you're scared of saying the wrong thing or making the wrong move. I feel like that's when it starts to get a little unhealthy. So kind of piggybacking on what Jerry said, our first impressions are really important. And the person we marry, we should feel comfortable and safe, safe being number one and at peace when we're with them. And I don't think butterflies and being super nervous around someone equals safety. So if a boyfriend or girlfriend tells you that they have received a revelation that you should marry them or you should date them or you should get engaged to them, you can simply tell them, that's great, but I have not yet received the same answer. And according to what I know, I can't move forward and marry you, continue to date you, continue this relationship, get engaged, etc. I totally agree, Brianna. And in fact, 
like we know that even within our own church structure that it's important to have unanimity in making huge decisions the apostles had spent you know several years trying to decide whether or not to change the mission age and when that happened that was a big deal for the whole church it was a, a big deal and that blows my mind because you're just like, oh, you mean they didn't just have a meeting where the prophet was like, all right, guys, we're going to we're gonna change the age tomorrow. And everyone's like, okay, cool. <laughs> it's interesting that it, the topic got brought up and everybody deliberated and talked about it and prayed about it, I'm sure, for years until that decision was made unanimously. And there's power when decision is made unanimously because then parties feel like their whole heart is into it and that they can feel comfortable going forward, not blaming anybody. If somebody has has that feeling that, hey, I really want to get married, but the other person isn't sure yet, and you're saying, well, I know that it's right, so trust my revelation anyways, then that puts you in a danger zone. Because if something goes wrong, now you're going to blame the other person and blame their feelings. And it's not because of what they did or the revelation they got. It's the lack of decision-making and revelation that you had that ended up becoming the problem. Yeah, and it should be a matching energy. I'm sure when the apostles make decisions together, unanimous decisions, everyone has to say yes. Someone can't raise their hand halfway and say, well, maybe, maybe yes, maybe no. It's the same thing with marriage. You should be matching energies when you both say yes at that altar. You should both feel the same way. And I'm also sure that when one of the apostles didn't vote for that to happen, the mission age change or anything else that they decide, the other ones aren't angry at him or bitter towards him. And I think that's probably important to note here that if your significant other hasn't received an answer yet, this isn't a time for you to get upset with them or impatient or angry. This is a time for you to be patient and let them receive their answer on their own. Yeah, and and there's a difference between receiving and recognizing too, right? We all we all know that that art of Jesus, like, knock, was he knocking on the door? And but there was no doorknob, mm-hmm. right? Like he can't let himself in. Like someone has to open the door for him I think that's the same like we have to be in a place where we're spiritually prepared to receive that revelation too you know so that we're not passing up those thoughts and feelings that are that are coming we have to be listening for that still small voice and so that brings me to my next thought and that's that when we make an informed decision and we pray about it and get a good feeling and we move forward that doesn't mean that can't change in the next 24 hours that doesn't mean that can't change in the next 48 hours because things I feel like can come up all the time that can change the path that your life is going. And so something that's good for you today may not be good for you in three months. It's a lot like that story that Jeffrey R. Holland shared of a dad and his son driving down a road and coming to a fork and they prayed of which way to go and they received an answer to go to like the left or something. And so they went down the left side, came to a dead end, and the boy was asking his father, why would we receive an answer to go left if it's a dead-end road? So they turned around and they went down the right-hand side. And later they had realized that the reason they received that answer was so they could know that the left side wasn't the right way. So they wouldn't continue down the right side of the road for hours wondering if they had taken the right turn. And it's the same way with Revelation. Sometimes the Lord will lead us down a path to show us that it's not the right path for us. Honestly, I kind of feel like this very situation happened with Brianna and I. And maybe it it stems from a couple different ideas. Number one, so I guess I should tell the story. (laughs) (laughs) 
So after I had asked Brianna to be my girlfriend, and we were together for only a week after she was my my girlfriend, she sat with me in the car one evening and basically told me that she had been praying and she felt like God didn't want our relationship to continue going forward. And at this point, I hadn't really been praying about it anymore since when I decided to ask her to be my girlfriend. At that point, I thought it was right. But, you know, here we are now in this specific moment. And like I said, you know, things can change. But I'm sitting here asking that same question. Why would God tell me that that's fine? This is what we should do. But then Brianna's over here saying that I don't feel good about this. Well, the way that I responded to this information, I think is very important because this could be you. I want to quote exactly what he said. He said, if that is the answer you have received and that's revelation from God, who am I to argue with that? I remember him saying that almost word for word. And my respect for him shot way high up in that moment because he didn't get angry with me. He didn't get frustrated. He was just very loving, understanding and sad, of course, because I'm a catch. No, I'm just kidding. It's true. (laughs) And then he left. (laughs) But then my side of the story was, uh, what was it like? two, three weeks went on, right, babe? Three weeks. Like three weeks. And for the first little bit, I felt fine. And like, I was like, okay, I got out of that relationship, blah, blah, blah. And then by about the end of the second week, I became like inconsolable. Like I just felt so wrong. And like I had made the worst decision ever. And if you ask my, one of my really good friends, Day, who served in my mission with me, (laughs) she worked with me at the time and I would drive her to work with me and cry the entire way to work cry with her the entire way back about how I had made the worst decision of my life and how I didn't know why I was feeling like this, but I felt so confused and I felt like I was, I was, you know, not doing the right thing. And so I ended up texting Jerry and told him, Hey, can we hang out? Cause I have some things to get off my chest. And what happened then, babe? <laughs> well, and then I convinced her that we should give it another try and just be friends for a while and see where it goes. And we may be friends for like a couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then before we decided that we were going to be dating again. And so I asked Brianna later on, I said, like, what what was it that made you feel that way? Like, besides what you felt from God, like, was there something I did? You know, people would ask her something he did. And she couldn't think of anything particular that I did to make her feel that way. And so this perfectly segues into that next idea that we have to be so careful to not let those fears and anxieties of our dating relationships or other people's relationships or past experiences solely something that's great that's right in front of you we've already had some people write in and have said like i just don't know how to proceed like should i proceed i'm just so scared based on my past and it's really sad that we have to be weighed down by those past experiences especially experiences that have nothing to do with us if it's like our parents i'm sure a lot of us have parents that have had a hard relationship And that is innately scary for you to say, how am I supposed to find happiness when my parents couldn't do it or so-and-so's parents couldn't do it? And we live in an age today where where divorce is almost more common than successful marriages. marriages. And it's honestly true. And I actually believe that that goes more in hand with the way that people are dating these days and how they're creating marriages but in our situation you know within the church we we still have a significant divorce rate and we obviously have said before that if there are circumstances where those divorces need to happen then we understand but obviously 
nobody goes into marriage with a goal to be divorced. Everybody wants to work hard and find somebody to not even have that word in your mind. And I feel like if we change the way we date, like Jerry and I are trying to change the way that a lot of you guys date, that will change by huge margins how many divorces happen. Because if we can change how we date, we can change everything. And I feel so strongly when we do these podcasts that dating and how we begin our relationships is under so much attack by Satan right now because he knows if he can destroy the way we date and cause us to be on an unstable foundation at the beginning of a relationship, then he can destroy an entire family. And it is so important that we date correctly and that we date with wisdom and include God in our decisions and really listen to him and seek out these answers and ask the right questions because this is going not only going to affect your entire life, but your entire life of your significant other and your children and your future. And so it's very important. Not so important that we need to be paralyzed by fear, but more so that we need to be brought to action by this desire to have a firm and steady and loving and good God-based relationship. This should make you want to act and want you to ask these questions and want to seek out someone, not make you want to hide from it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think in the spirit of that, it's extremely important for us in this whole process to make sure that we're praying for that spiritual gift of discernment. That is something that we absolutely want to have because obviously we can pray often, but how good would it be to just live your life in a way that you can walk with God having the gift of discernment to always be able to just feel with your feelings and and your heart and your mind every situation that you undertake with the person that you're with, that is a decision that helps you move forward. That's exactly how it's happened for me and many other people. You get to this point where you have discerned that this person is just good. Well, we're so appreciative that you guys joined us for this episode. I just want to testify that God will answer you. He did so with me. I followed the advice and I asked for an answer. I followed it. I received that feeling that it was wrong. And that's when I turned back and I went back and dated Jerry again. (laughs) And that's when it felt right. That's when I felt whole and spiritually, I felt like everything was in place when I started dating Jerry again. And that was my answer. And I know that God will give you an answer also. I know that he loves you, that you are one of his choice children and he cares about who you marry and he cares about your happiness as an individual and as his child. And never doubt that. Never doubt your worth. Never doubt his love. Never doubt his guidance and his hand in your life. If you enjoy Single to Sealed, be sure to invite your friends to help our podcast family grow. If you haven't subscribed, followed, or favorited, be sure you do so you don't miss out on any of our great content. Thank you for joining us today as we help you move one step closer to sealing the deal. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.